Welcome in and thanks for joining us. This is WTOP News reporter Nick Ionelli, and today we are joined by Captain Mark Davidson with Fairfax County Fire and Rescue in Northern Virginia to talk about his career, not only that, but also general advice for people out there to avoid having fires in their homes or businesses, and also just to get a look at some of the changes that have happened in fire and rescue over the past few decades. He's been doing this for a long time, excited to talk to him. So let's talk about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Captain Davidson, what is your job like every day? Uh, Well, I'm a shift leader at uh, Fire Station 29 on A shift with Fairfax County Fire. Uh, That means I'm, as a captain, responsible for a a crew of nine. Uh, I'm the the 10th member on, on our daily staffing. And uh, we're in charge of emergency response and taking care of the community in, in the Tysons area. Okay. And did you get into that? Uh, did you get into the, the fire and rescue field because you had family members who got into it? Or, or did you have a special interest just on your own? Or how did you get into it? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. No, I'm, I'm definitely first generation, no family connection, no inkling that this, is, this would be where I'd end up. Uh, I mean, I, I will say that as a kid, I was influenced by uh, the TV show uh, Squad 51 and uh, the movie Towering Inferno. So I, I always thought that uh, firefighting looked really cool. But actually, this came about after I got out of the military and uh, was trying to figure out where I was going to go and uh, being in public service and uh, the idea of you know, helping people and and uh Helping in emergencies just seemed kind of a natural extension of what I did back then. And what part of the military were you were you in? Uh, I was in the Marine Corps. All right. So you were in the Marines and then you decided to become um, a firefighter. And that kind of makes sense, actually, because it's like, um, it, I mean, obviously you see different things being in the Marines. But as far as being on a team and just being really close and relying on each other, it it sounds similar, right? Oh, very much, very much. I I, I, I have a I work on a project that I call Green to Red, where I, I we try and help uh, transition veterans uh, from the military into the fire service, and I that is one of the key things that I always bring up is that sense of team working in a small unit environment and relying on each other is very very similar in the fire service to to being in the military. I, it's a it's a thing I guess I, I made up. I, I don't know that I have like copyright on it or anything, but it's, it's a very small personal project. And then uh, aside from that, um, I'm helping our recruitment section with, uh, we have a military programs group uh, that myself and a couple, other, a couple other members work on, and we're working very hard to increase our recruitment. Uh, and our recruitment section does some incredible work uh, to go out to the bases and, and try and find those folks that are transitioning out. That's really interesting that you personally have taken an interest in transitioning people from the military to firefighting. Have you been doing that for a while? Uh, yeah, I, I first got interested in it. I've been on the job now with Fairfax 27 years. And I'd say about my fifth year on, uh, was when I first reached out to recruitment and started that effort. And there's been ebbs and flows, you know, with family life and and uh, with the organization. And and uh, so, yeah, it's been 
a thread for for quite a while and then the the green to red project i would call it more than anything else i've done a couple uh videos uh, where i interview some folks that have made that transition uh to the fire service because i'm trying to uh create that kinship or somebody because there's so many different aspects of the military that you can get into but you know if somebody coming from the army coming somebody coming from the navy specific jobs uh, they may not necessarily think of the fire service. And to be honest with you, I didn't necessarily uh, jump straight into the fire service. There's a little bit of a path there. But uh, once I figured it out and that idea of public service and continuing to serve uh, the team environment, the, 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 well, to be honest with you, some of the adrenaline stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it, it made a lot of sense. And I, to me, uh, helping other people get to that point, I think, is is important. That's really cool. Uh, how about your job just individually? Uh, what do you find most rewarding about what you do and what keeps you doing it after all this time? Uh, well, it, it, helping people. I mean, I think to me that's the, the most important part. And especially in my role now, uh, it's not the, the people to me comes in two categories, obviously the community, the citizens that we serve, that's the, the biggest bulk of it, that, that, uh, it's a very re- rewarding when you're able to help somebody out. And sometimes it's not even on these big, uh, movie like TV, like emergencies. It's on little moments at, uh, two in the morning on a, on a, a medical event, being able to, to help them out. Sometimes those actually are more rewarding. Uh, but the other part is, is, is my crew, my, the members on my team, uh, being able to work with them and uh, help their professional growth, help them in the moments they have where things aren't going great. So that both, both sides of that coin uh, are very rewarding at, at, for, from where I'm at now. Well, I actually started as a volunteer uh, before uh, I got here. I've been in fire and rescue and others, so total of almost 30 years now. Uh, in uh, North Carolina, Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, and then Maryland. And part of that was, as I, I started in North Carolina uh, off base from where I was stationed, was trying to figure out if this w- is what I wanted to do. I, I really didn't, like, like I said, I didn't have a family history. I, I don't think I really knew people who were in fire and rescue. And so uh, I took some EMT classes when I was getting ready when I knew I was going to get out of the service and started volunteering to, to see what it was like, whether I would enjoy it. And uh, pretty much was was hooked after that. I'm interested to hear, since you've been in it for nearly 30 years, uh, when you think about how what you do has changed, uh, can you just tell me off the top of your head, generally speaking, can you tell me some of the changes you've seen? Sure. That, I'm laughing while you say that. That's an awesome question because there's a an expression in the fire service that uh, says, you know, 200 years of tradition unimpeded by progress, which is obviously a very tongue-in-cheek comment, uh, but it, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I, I, I keep on saying that over that time frame, uh, particularly the time that I've been on on the job in Fairfax, I, I've seen nothing but change. It, it is a it it's almost a constant, and not in a bad way, uh, because there's been so many changes in our gear, uh, our tactics, how we respond. Uh, I'm I'm 
out at a conference now for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. And a big part of what they do, uh, they have two missions, taking care of families after a tragic event, but also a key part is preventing the next uh, line of duty death. And it speaks exactly to that. How do we change culture? How do we change how we do things to make things better? And, and so I, I don't know that I could say one particular thing because uh, it's equipment, like I said, tactics, the way we approach things. I'd say it's it's all of that. It, it's the the ability of the fire service to recognize, hey, we can't do things the same ways we've done before because some of that gets uh, our members hurt and killed and we can't we can't ever find that acceptable. Would you say that I know Northern Virginia is so complicated. There are so many different neighborhoods and communities and everything. Um, how important is it for you guys in Fairfax County to uh, have relationships with all those other jurisdictions in Northern Virginia that you're around? I, I would say, yeah, it's it's critical. And that speaks to the same point I think I was, I was getting to before about kind of the progressive nature, not kind of the, the progressive nature of the fire service, particularly I would say in Northern Virginia, not to disparage anybody else, but uh, Northern Virginia in total uh, was one of the first communities that, that recognized that need for automatic aid, mutual aid uh, to operate, uh, to be very interoperable. And they created a compact, the Northern Virginia compact. Uh, I, I don't want to fail a test here. I believe it was the early 1980s that came out of the Air Florida disaster in particular. And it, it is a model for, for the country on how uh, interoperable all the departments are. And, and the goal is to create a system where when the, 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 the member of the community calls, they don't need to worry about, oh, I'm inside this jurisdiction. Even if there's a closer resource from another department, uh, you know, somebody is coming right now. And when you look at how we respond into Arlington, Alexander responds into Fairfax, Loudoun County, Prince William, all the Fairfax City, all the jurisdictions, it's 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 not perfectly seamless, but it's it's pretty close. And then extending past that into the cog in D.C. and in Maryland, uh, 9-11 becomes a, another good example of of re removing those barriers so that we all all truly know that, hey, we're going to take care of the citizen first and foremost, and the jurisdiction boundaries are, are almost irrelevant. Right. And you mentioned 9-11, and uh, the, that had an impact directly in Northern Virginia. So you, you had, yeah, the firsthand experience with that also, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, that became a test bed. And, and also the response to Katrina, uh, uh, helped in, in response to both. But Katrina was the clearest example of how well all the Northern Virginia departments can work together. Uh, we convoyed down uh, and basically a, a, a fire department, in air quotes, from Northern Virginia with each department contributing apparatus and people and sent it down there to replace an entire county's fire department, which effectively had been wiped out uh, after the Katrina uh, storm. And we operated down there for months. Um, and I, I, honestly, some of those uh, the departments down there were kind of amazed uh, that we just got along and, and it was it was very normal for us. So. 
I'm sure that you've had to respond to so many different kinds of uh, fires and different different kinds of emergencies at people's homes and businesses. Can you describe just some of the ways that you can think of that people, uh, individuals or business owners can do to keep their places safer, you know, to, to make sure that maybe if there is a fire, they get to it before it becomes a big fire or to prevent a fire from happening in the first place? Do you have any general advice that people might be able to follow? Well, preventing the fire is, is you know, that, that would be the biggest thing, you know, uh, making sure that it, uh, extension cords and outlets aren't overloaded, making sure that uh, fuel products are stored away from, you know, flammable uh, sources, all, all that. And that's, it seems very common sense, but, you know, sometimes it isn't as simple and, and you can't see if you're a store owner or a homeowner and, and you've got a lot of things in your garage or in a back storeroom, you, you sometimes have a tendency not to see it, even though it may be in plain sight. But, uh, past that, I think really the biggest message would be, you know, smoke detectors, detection systems. You know, if you're a commercial enterprise, uh, my belief is you should be obligated to have not only smoke detectors, but have those tied in with an alarm company, which are very common nowadays. So that that word, a local alarm is great, a local you know smoke detector in your house or home, but then getting it out that signal out to so the fire department can respond quickly is everything uh fire growth particularly nowadays is so fast because of all the uh, synthetic materials combustible materials that if we're not getting notified until let's say a neighbor from across the street sees the smoke that a lot of times can already be too late and the the goal is to get us there within minutes and when you look at northern virginia and the amount of resources where the, the community is very lucky in, in a sense because there's huge investments in that. And there's not too many places that don't have a fire department EMS response within minutes, short amount of minutes. And so if we couple that with somebody having a smoke detector at the very least and p- potentially tied in with some sort of uh, a central alarm that, that gets us notified, that that would be a big deal. That would help out. That idea of early detection and, and getting, you know, getting a fire department response as quickly as possible not only ties in with uh, saving lives, preventing lives from being lost from the homeowners, from the community, but that also has an impact on preventing firefighter deaths and injuries because the sooner we respond, the smaller the fires are, the less catastrophic the event there are certain times where those events uh, don't go well. And by getting us notified early, we also help prevent that line of duty death or injury to, to a firefighter. Okay, he is Captain Mark Davidson with Fairfax County Fire and Rescue in Northern Virginia. Thank you so much for taking the time, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, Nick. I, I appreciate the opportunity.